Quibbler, everybody. Uh, this I'm, is fun. I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm already like, ah. oh, I know. You're totally jazzed. Today, I really am. Today, we were recording our first weekend edition episode for Harry Potter Minute. So I want to thank all of you guys for listening to this. I'm pretty sure this is going to go up on our main feed, but we're going to have content like this every weekend uh, on our Patreon page, which will be live by the time you hear this. I think it's just Patreon slash Harry Potter Minute. Or HP Minute. Patreon.com slash HP Minute. I will correct myself in the beginning of this episode if that plug was wrong. Okay. But we're, we're, we're here. We're doing uh, our weekend edition. Uh, we're calling it The Quibbler. <laughs> yes, of course. I've been uh, sitting on that name for a while because we did a Harry Potter podcast before. Um, should we tell our listeners about our old Harry Potter podcast? Oh, I guess we can mention, like, what what we tried to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I first discovered the minute format, um, I really wanted to do a minute show. And I told Victoria, like, I would love to do a Harry Potter show. But the idea of suggesting Harry Potter minute was really daunting. And I was like, I don't really want to go through the movies one minute at a time. I think that would take forever, which it will. But I don't know. I had a change of heart, I guess. I, I, so we started going through the books. Yep, one chapter at a time. <laughs> one chapter at a time. One chapter at a time. And uh, so you can see there, the influence right there. Oh, of course. Yes. Um, right away. <laughs> right away. Right away. Except there are like... It was fun. A dozen other podcasts going through the books one yeah, chapter at a time. Yeah, I didn't know that time. I didn't either. I looked up Harry <laughs> Potter podcasts last weekend, and most of... Not most of them, but a lot of them. Uh, I can give some of them shout-outs. Out, shout outs. There's... Uh, I like the... I was telling you off mic about You're a Wizard, Ari. Which is from so Geekly silly. Inc. That one's what, really what is fun. it? Geekly Inc. is Geekly their podcast Inc. network. Okay. Um, there's the Weird Sisters. I like that. <laughs> there's Alohomora, okay. which is the um, MuggleNet one. They also do PotterPod or something, or PotterCast or something like that, which is a different Harry Potter podcast. And then there's one called The Quibbler that's not our Quibbler. Right. It's. Yeah. Don't they have like a little subtitle? It's like the Quibbler. It's Harry Potter Book Club or yeah. something like nah. that. Yeah. But, you know, we're not using the Quibbler to do book Stuff. chapters. So, or, or, let, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not going to. There's only one episode of the Quibbler on the internet anywhere, and I'm pretty sure it's on SoundCloud. Like, no, oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, well. It's there. But. That was a long time ago. That was over a year ago. Right? Time flies. Yeah, I think it was for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. We've yeah. been podcasting definitely. for years together. We have. We have. We have. Yep. Okay. But. So, uh, I don't know. So, we did the first book. We did the whole first book. Mm-hmm. I have those episodes on my laptop right now. We, we did finish the book? We finished the book. Yeah, I don't even remember that. How yeah. funny. It was wow. only 17 episodes. We've done more Harry Potter Minute at this point. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. Okay. Um,. Yeah, we did. Uh, those are longer episodes, though. I think those were like. Well, yeah, because because you have a whole chapter to deal with, and there's much more descriptions, and you know, there's just more meat. There's more and more stuff there to dissect, I suppose. Well, I think you know. Yeah, for sure. There's more to comb through when you have like a chapter in a book. 
as opposed to like one minute. Except that one minute we've still stretched to like 15 minute episodes every week. True. Every day. But if you timed yourself reading for one minute, depending on how like fast you read, like imagine how little that would be. The, um, wouldn't fin- some, in some cases, you Star Wars Minute chapter. guys on their Patreon episode were like, are they going, they must be going through the movies, right? <laughs> I was like, it's not like we're talking about oh, uh, how much we can read in a minute. Yeah. Or a minute of the audiobook. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, well, no, nah, I don't like that. That would take so much longer. It would. Because the audiobooks are way longer than the movie. Oh, of course, because someone's reading it to you. Reading and it for years. Who narrates the, uh... There are two. Okay. Uh, Jim Dale or Stephen Fry. Oh, Stephen Fry, that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, Stephen Fry, uh, the British comedian. Yes, yes, okay. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. I do like that guy. I know, okay. But that was ah. the UK release, I'm pretty sure, of the audiobook. And oh, that would be way better. super hard to find. Oh, that would be way better. Um, I would want that. Well, the guy, Jim Dale's also British and has a has an accent that's you really delightful. He British... does a really good job at doing like, the voices of the characters. You need a British person. But like, I think it'd be really it. interesting to listen to Stephen Fry read Harry Potter. It really would. It really would. Now I'm intrigued. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go look for that somewhere. Right. If anyone has access to that, you should uh, Sh- share the wealth. Send it our way. <laughs> share the wealth. Point it in our direction. So for our weekend edition, I really want this to be a place where we can kind of go off tangent in the way. That, I mean, we sometimes go off tangent in the weeks episodes, in the yes. daily episodes. Yes. But I really want us to be able to kind of have some freedom to meander a little bit and talk about other stuff tangentially related to the harry potter right right really i just want an excuse to talk to you about fantastic beasts and where to find them yes because oh my god we're probably never going to get to that minute show right Uh, could you imagine if we finished harry potter and we decided to do fantastic beasts that would go to fantastic Beasts. that would be insane but then there'll be five movies so then it's like okay and then we get to do those five um (laughs) Oh. I've said this several times, but I think that by the time we're done, if we started Fantastic Beasts, we would just start for the 10-year anniversary. Yeah. That's insane. We're going to be doing this a long time. Yep. Lots of weekend editions. Yes. Lots of weekend yes, editions. Yes. Um, I think that we're going to have... I don't know. We'll have quite a few weekend editions by the end, because I think that those will continue through the hiatus breaks we take. Okay. Probably, most likely. Because it would be easier. It's fine. Yeah, especially because it's only once a week. Yep. I like that. Aw. My cute cat just kind of... She wants to be part of the show. Yeah, she's she's like, what are you guys doing? Gotta, you know, because every good witch has to have a... A familiar. Have a familiar. And you've got a cat. Two yeah. of them. I had two. <laughs> I got a pair. We have cats that live in my apartment. But they're yeah, not my yeah. cats. They're not your cats. I have a black cat. Yeah. If you were a wizard and had a familiar and, like, you know, you take a pet to Hogwarts or... I okay. guess for us, we would go to... Ilvermorny. Ilvermorny. Morny? Ilvermorny. Ilvermorny. Um, Do you think that different pets are allowed at Ilvermorny than at Hogwarts? I would assume that that would go to all schools. That that's, like... That seems like a very common thing. Owl, toad, or cat? Yeah. Because as well, those are the three animals I associate with. I would want an wizards. owl. You'd want an owl. Yeah. Well, an owl would be handy just because of owl posts and everything. Yeah, we, we discussed as, that on the on the show. Yes, owl post. Damn, you, owl post. you need to have owl posts to send letters. So I feel like you either way, your family would have an owl, but I, I you you so. personally want your I own, would owl. Want my own owl. But I feel like eventually, like you get out of Hogwarts and you're on your own, you're an adult, you're gonna have a, some kind of magical yeah. career. You're gonna have an owl anyway. Yeah. But I mean, like, I guess at that point you get two. 
Because I would definitely have like an owl, but I would have a cat. Oh, I'm sure you would always have. You always have cats. I do. I love my cats. They're they're handy, clever creatures. I hope that her rubbing up against the stand. I know. Is I'm not trying to get her to stop. Go away. Making too much noise. I know. Pest. Pesty pesky cat. Go on. Chew. <laughs> She's like, fine, whatever. Anyway, but she yes, we do want excuse to talk about Fantastic Beasts. Oh, for sure, for sure. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about, oh actually, gosh, here. I loved this movie. Oh my god, me too. Me too. Um, More, I think, than I thought I was going to. Yeah? Or, or maybe not more, but like I was I was not disappointed. Oh, me so, neither. So definitely not below expectations. Loved like, the WB logo in the beginning on the cloudy background. Yes, of course. And the Hedwig's theme playing, which transitions yes, into, and the into the new Fantastic yeah. Beasts music. Into the new, uh, I guess that's the Fantastic Beasts theme. I like that it started with the Hedwig theme, though. Yes, of course. Oh, of course. Oh, my goodness. I, I got kind of misty-eyed. I know. Just I hearing like, it. I was like, oh. I feel like, like such oh a kid gosh. again. I, I totally got that feeling of like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't. Like, I'm so excited just to be back into this magical world. Yeah. Of, of stuff that, like, we haven't been. We've been away from for a while. We really have. Um, It's been, what, six years? Yeah. No, not since the last movie came out. It's been. This last movie. This last, this last movie came out. Jeez, you would four know you ago? were working at the theater, I'm sure. I think it was like four time. years ago. I'm guessing off the top of my head. I don't remember what year it came out. Shame. <laughs> we're hitting, we've been hitting all the anniversaries for the other movies lately. And so I keep seeing the, the notifications that like, oh, this movie came out seven years ago or whatever. So well, there's like so much Harry Potter articles well, and yeah. listicles and all that well, kind of stuff huge. going around. It's huge right now because yeah. Fantastic Beasts is here. So it's all fresh. Harry Potter's back. It's fresh in everybody's mind. Harry Potter's back. Yes. I couldn't be happier. Me neither. Uh, I did take the Ilvermorny sorting oh, hat yeah. thing on Pottermore. Do you remember what house you got? Yes, I got Pudwoodgy. Pudwoodgy? Pudwoodgy. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. I remember you got something different than I did. I got Thunderbird. You got Thunderbird. I would have loved Thunderbird. but uh, Oh, after Frank? Huh? After seeing Frank. After seeing Frank. Uh, But then I got... hmm? I like that his name was Frank. I know, right? It's Well, well, whatever. Uh, That was amazing. I thought that looked so great. Oh my god, yeah. Um, Really good with the effects this time around, for sure. Uh, but I got a Pudwoodgy, which they did not show no, I don't in, in Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beasts. But, uh, yeah, that's what I was into. I got sorted into. Nice. We, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but Hogwarts-wise, we are both actual Ravenclaws. Uh, Ravenclaws mm-hmm. Yes. Gotta show that Ravenclaw love. For sure. I think our Patreon icon is gonna be the Ravenclaw uh version of our logo uh-huh i'm pretty sure that's where i'm gonna use it it's for okay. patreon so that like when people load us in their feed because we'll have an rss feed it'll be a different color oh okay oh this is the weekend edition and this is the oh that makes sense actual episode yeah i like that yeah that makes sense yep we'll get over that works out then but yes we are both ravenclaws but we did not get the same for ilvermorny that's just fine uh Th- Thunderbird is one of the creatures we got to see in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. What's the first creature you see? Is the Niffler? I'm pretty sure it's the Niffler. I love the Niffler. Oh my I gosh, think. the Niffler's so cute. He's so cute. He's adorable. I just 
it's just so pudgy and like it's so clever. Like I like the fact that it is kind of like like I'm, if I stand posed, really still, he he'll never he will see. Oh, uh, it was so funny. I'm like you, you're just you're so cute. I wonder what when he got loose in the bank. I was just like, oh, this guy's in heaven. He's just like shiny things everywhere. Um, we were discussing uh via just messaging on uh-huh. on, on on Facebook Messenger. What the heck is or is he putting? Yeah, I was the money ask you that just or where is he putting the coins? When, when he catches the niffler, he it, shakes him out upside down, and this is like For never the ending. Time just never ending. Where so is he keep it all? It's it's he's a magical creature. Okay, is magical. So he he has like, uh, a pouch of holding. Exactly, a pouch literally of holding. a pouch. I'm so glad you said that because I was like the same <gasps> thing. I thought it was like a bag of hold. It's like a bag of holding. Yeah, like but a pouch. So, yes. It's a pouch of holding. It's a pouch of holding. Yeah. It's never ending. He just stuffs things into it. Oh, it's super weird. Um, either way, he's super cute. Oh, he's adorable. It's so funny because, uh, again, because everything is Harry Potter online right now. Yeah. There was a, an article that went, uh, went across my feed of an echidna just had babies. Aww. And they're the only other mammal other than a platypus that has... Um, she's playing with a piece of Tupperware. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> and so now the other cat's gonna go play with it too. So anyway, but yeah. Sorry, a he distracted, derailed uh, me. <laughs> you were telling a story about an echidna. Sorry, guys, I, I cut In a little a- bit out just here because uh, because uh, we're, we're, we're in my place and I have cats and they're being annoying of course because the attention isn't on them yeah. anyway yes a baby echidna had babies mm-hmm. and they're the only other mammals other than platypuses platypusi that have eggs mm. a- instead of oh, i know. didn't know that so it it literally looks like a niffler they showed oh, yeah. they showed a baby echidna it looks so much like a niffler a oh, real life niffler i like that i so like, I like that, that i like that it's like oh an echidna looks like a niffler not the other way around a niffler like, looks like an echidna. Yeah, because they modeled the design after something. They, <laughs> the they, niffler they even, doesn't exist. Everyone was like, oh, like, it, do you suppose, like, the niffler was designed after an echidna? Uh, like, because no. um, Nifflers came first. They're the real of thing. <laughs> of course. We all know that, but, you know. We in the muggles, muggles can't, muggles can't know that. Muggles can't know. Are no mages. I don't know no how I like mages. that, though. It sounds a little weird. A little bit. It doesn't roll it's, off the tongue yeah. as easy. Yeah. No madge. No madge. Her saying that to Newt was, he was just like, what? what? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, we call them muggles. Oh, we call them muggles. Like, I don't care what you call them. Like, did you obliviate them or not? Jesus Christ. Um, that's so funny. Obliviate. I was so sad. I know. We'll talk about that later. Jumping around. Uh, but yeah, the first thing you definitely see is the Niffler going into the bank. Or is it yeah. the bank scene? Yeah. Yeah, because he runs into Jacob. So you get to see Jacob. Yeah, well, we see him get off the boat. I guess. You do see him get off the boat. But yeah, it definitely, it opens with, no, it opens with the newspapers. Oh, yes, 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 Lots yes. and lots, lots of, of newspapers. newspapers. I liked that, the- like, just showing, like, Grindelwald Here we go. and um, all this uh So we know that this set on. of five movies is about, oh my gosh, your cat's today. We know that these five movies are about Grindelwald's rise to power right and they're probably yes, yes. gonna have to end with dumbledore stopping him um from from what i've read this started at um in the year 1926 
Okay. Which is uh, actually the same year that Tom Riddle was born. Oh, interesting. Okay, so they start in 1926. I know that they end, the last one's supposed to end in 1945. And yes. that's the year that, that Dumbledore defeated Grindelwald. Yes, you are correct. The last, by, by the time we get to the last movie, it's going to be 1945. So they're going to progress over like a 20-year span. Over five movies. Yeah, okay. That is, that is what, that's the information that we have right now. Do you think that, sorry guys, I'm going to yammer for a second while Victoria walks away. Do you think that um, the next movie is going to be called Fantastic Beasts 2? That's what I was discussing with Ricky. Yeah. Um, because I did read that in the upcoming movies that, you know, there will be some of them in which Newt is not going to be the main character. Yeah. So at that point, personal opinion, I don't think that they should. No, I think they each should have their own name. Right. They're all something different. I would like it to be sort of like a, like, I think it'd be interesting to have a series of movies that are covering a certain topic, but it's five standalone movies right. with an overarching theme. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, so instead of doing a Fantastic Beasts part Two, whatever, yeah, yeah. like, have it be a different movie. The problem is, I don't know... They've already set up this first one is named for the book that he's writing. Right. I don't think... What if they did, like, other people in the Harry Potter universe that are, like... They don't all have to be school books, necessarily. Right. Because the next one's not going to be Quidditch Through the Ages. It yeah, no, sense. not you at all. You can't follow that not guy this late. Yeah. Maybe I don't know what year that book was written. Mm. I don't know what year. Uh, I want to name like other books well, from the Harry Potter universe, but the other like uh, what if it was just like, like following textbooks? five different authors that wrote five different books five that different exist in books or different books, and period. it's just because like they all they all lived around the same time, and so the threat of Grindelwald, which is an ever present threat, would affect everyone. I mean, I suppose. And so that, but, you know, if Grindelwald's going to have more than a cameo, you can't really do that either. Hmm. Because then you don't have to follow Newt. You can follow other people. But the problem is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We've already established that this is our new, like, this our, this quartet is, like, our new set of heroes oh. to follow. I mean, we also had to put a, discla- a disclaimer that, like, obviously spoilers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Spoilers, guys. <laughs> We're going to talk about everything. Uh, um, we are going to get very heavy into fantasy. Yes, Go watch the movie if you haven't already and come back and listen to this. We're not going anywhere. They they have already confirmed that Jacob will be back. I'm happy about that. I'm I very love happy guy. about that. Um, they've already confirmed. I, I know that he's going to be back for sure. Uh, I know Newt isn't always going to be, like, the main character. But he'll probably be around. But he'll be around. And if he's around, then you have to have Tina. Uh, because... Dumbledore will probably make the, his first appearance in the next one. That's his future wife. Uh, Do you right. think that Dumbledore's just gonna have, like, a cameo the same way that, um... Johnny Depp did? Yeah. Or Grindelwald did, kinda. Um, possibly. We have to talk about Not that. Not sure. Um... Oh, that was seen from a mile away. Yeah, but we can... We can I mean, there. Jesus. We'll get there. Um, Let's see. I really... Okay. So, apparently, I didn't know this, but Eddie Redmayne had auditioned for the role of Tom Riddle. 
Like way back when? Way back when. As like Tom Riddle. He's got to be Tom Riddle like 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 from the diary Tom Riddle. Right. Probably nice. yeah. Um that would have been interesting. He was cast aside after one line. Oh. He's but too, he's but, too hard. But uh JK Rowling had kept him in mind and he like as Newt, she wanted him as Newt. Oh. He didn't have to audition for Newt. Right away he got the part. That's amazing. And even helped cast the rest of them. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know how much I, which I, I is don't pretty cool. I didn't love um they love also, Tina's character that much. And they also allowed him to design his wand. That's Eddie cool. Redmayne designed Newt's Commander's wand. I like which that. I think is really cool. I believe some of the other actors and actresses did too, but I know him for sure. Uh, yeah, Tina was very off-putting. I wouldn't say off-putting, Not but off-putting, I think that okay. she was probably the weakest of the characters. Oh, definitely. I liked her sister Queenie so much more. People like Dakota Fanning and Kristen Stewart were considered for that role. Really? Yeah, isn't that weird? That is weird. Uh, I'm glad, I don't know this woman's name, but I really uh, liked her a lot. Like, way more. Yeah, exactly you were saying. Like, way better than the actual Tina. Was her name Tina? Yeah. Yeah. Porpentina is her name. Uh, What's the actor's name? Allison Sudol? Sudol? I think that's how you pronounce it. S-U-D-O-L. Yeah, she's really far down the cast uh, I really like her. Queenie. Yeah, Queenie was an amazing character. I like that she's a Legilimens. Yes, I really liked that as well. That is also really terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like she's... She, they, she is a Legilimens. Right. Like, she's not... Using a spell to read people's minds. No, not at all. It's it's just she it's just it's, innate. it's an ability. It's in there, which yeah, is yeah. interesting because like people had like Voldemort. Uh, Harry was learning Occlumency because Voldemort could push his Snape used the spell Legilimens yeah, yeah. to read Harry's mind. Right. She just does it. It's just an automatic. Yeah. It's just her part of her. Voldemort's like connection with thing. Harry allowed him to put false memories into Harry's brain. Mm-hmm. Could she push thoughts into people's heads very like like Matt Parker in Heroes? <laughs> I feel like that it's possible, but she seems like such a genuine person that She's she probably wouldn't. So wonderful. I loved her. Her performance was amazing. I liked her relationship with Jacob so much. That's the most adorable that, thing that I've ever scene seen in my at life. The dinner table it's so cute. is the greatest. They're the, they're the cutest. Their chemistry was uh, awesome because, like, he doesn't even say a word, you know. And I really just, like oh the fact that um, Dan that Dan Fogler. I mean, he's he's a heavy set guy. Yeah, he's definitely not in that Hollywood handsome spectrum. Yeah. And she's very pretty, like really, really pretty. Like very, like has that glowing about her because of how like blonde and and like the fair skin yeah. and everything. Definitely, like if you were the shallow person to be like, oh, she's out of his league, but not at all. No, she showed him, like she it's, loved him because it's, it's amazing. It was like she fell for him like right yeah. away. I never met anyone like you. She tells him, it's, it's like, not You're so like I really liked it a lot. It's, it's funny horrible. because on. Minute, one of the minutes, I brought up Matilda this week. 
Oh, I do, do you vaguely remember, remember we talked you... about Matilda. I vaguely remember. We talked about Matilda, Matilda, and we talked about how um, her parents—it's one heavy set, one thin. Right. It's like the heavy set guy, and like the not model pretty, but like the pretty woman. And then we right, talked really, about how really like thin woman. it's the same thing with with Vernon and and Petunia, yes. and it seems to be a trope in. Harry Potter universe, yeah, yeah. not even just Harry not, Potter yeah. in general, but just in like in, culture. In general, that, like you get like as, from as far back as a beautiful woman, as far back as the honeymooners, and you know, heavyset guy, yet, thin woman, and yet they did this with such grace. Yeah, this was actually done really well, as opposed to like feeling very it, uh, like oh, this again. Course. Yeah, because okay. I think the bad trope about it is you usually make the heavyset guy like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Or bumbling, or something of that nature. I no, I. It's funny and, because and Jacob's like, really not. I he's, mean, he's. He, I mean, I mean, I mean. You could probably argue that point and you say could, that he kind of is. You could argue that point, but he does it in a very endearing, natural way. His exactly. He's, is, he's a. He's very forward thinking. He's very forward thinking because okay, everybody would have ran away. Here we go. Here we go. You know how I was talking about doing like sortings and things. Yes. Um. What if Kowalski was a wizard? If you, aw, that makes me sad to think that, He'd be like, Hufflepuff, right? Oh, for sure! Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know, you know what solidified his Hufflepuffness? <laughs> what? Is, and, and kudos to Dan Fogler because, oh my god, it was infectious. His giggle for the giggle water. Oh. I, oh my god. It's just so great. Do you want to know the part that I, I laughed the it. hardest? I was loving it. When, when, the girls invite the boys to stay the night, and he's pre- and Eddie Redmayne's pretending to be asleep, and then he like he springs out fully clothed, and he s- just walks down into his like like, like this okay, thing to do. First of all, how did he like walk like down a winding staircase into the into the case when when it's a ladder? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, when he when his hand comes out and he gestures for for like, Jacob to join him, and Jacob just goes. <laughs> Like, like, like this I guy. <laughs> lost my mind. I laughed so hard because I was like, that's me. Like, that's how I would, that's my reaction right now. And just be like, huh? like what? This, like, this guy. <laughs> like, he wants me to do what now? Like, what did he just uh, do? Like, what? It's, it's great. Oh my gosh. That, that, his giggle is like the best giggle. I love it. Like, it really oh was, gosh. it really was infectious. Oh, I, I just Jacob is the guy to be. I just yeah, really, really, Jacob was probably really, my really favorite like character in this movie. Jacob and Queenie, they're like yeah, they're so adorable. They, both they of them. stole the show. Yeah, um, they were they were by far my favorite. I felt that. Characters. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Sure, I'm not like saying like oh, this was bad on Eddie Redmayne's part for playing it this uh-huh. way or anything. I actually really liked it because this says something about the character Newt Scamander himself. Yes, okay, it is that he's. Very awkward. Yeah. He's very, like, head down, like, head down, like, talks, like, kind of, like, almost with his, uh, his lips almost pursed. I thought it was an interesting choice. All the time. Yeah. I kind of like it because you hear, you know, he was kicked out of Hogwarts and all this other stuff. And I go, oh, this totally makes sense that he's like this. I he wonder seemed, if... He, he connects more to animals than people. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. Which I like. Um... Kicked out of Hogwarts thing is new. Yeah, yeah. For uh, knowing history of Newt Scamander, um, I don't. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Own like, a copy what? right now, but 
Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. It's out of print right now. Yeah. So I wonder if when it goes back in print, it's going to be updated? Reprised? Reprised. Because in the first part of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, it talks about Newt Scamander's life, and it says, upon his graduation from Hogwarts, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he was not kicked out. That's why I was, like, confused. I was like, what? I mean, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, that they chose like, that because it, of the whole beast thing, yeah. you know, which is like, oh, okay. Uh, but then it worked in the whole like, oh, you know, Howard Dumbledore has a, uh, the hell out of Newt's commander, right? D- Dumbledore has a, uh, has, you know, he has a liking to you. Like, why does he like you? He's like, he's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Dumbledore's going to write the intro to his book. I know. I know. That's wonderful. It is wonderful. Super cool. His book, his book. His book, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. <gasps> Spoilers, guys. Who Spoilers. knew? What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of those instances where you're watching a movie and they say the name of the movie in the movie and you're just like, <gasps> oh, They did it! They said it! Yeah! It's like, that's why it's called that. No. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen anywhere in the Harry Potter movies. It can't. No, it's not like... <laughs> oh my god, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no one's gonna sit there and say like, "Oh my gosh, it's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban." And the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's like oh, there they are. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. It's it's silly, but it works with this one because it, it was like a title of a book. So that's what I mean. Is like I really don't know what they're gonna do for titling the other books. I guess we will find out. I mean, movies, movies, yes, movies. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll find out what they'll do. I think you could probably do. Like, I like what they did with this, you know? Yeah. Like, just giving the character, like, this guy, and it it's not even really important that he's writing a book. That's just, just like, tangential. Costumes and backgrounds, could, period, of 1920s New York is, like, beautiful. You could really do a, lot. a Quidditch Through the Ages book. Yeah. That's just, like, about the author and whatever... It's like whatever in whatever's going on at the time that he's working on the book. Well, even like before this, it came doesn't out, have to be about writing the book or the contents of the book. It's not about the contents of the book. It's about the guy. Well, before they before they you know had anything set in stone as to what they were going to do for Fantastic Beasts, yeah. they were they did toy with the idea of making it I a documentary. Love... Oh, that's interesting. A documentary style, like about um, Newt's commander and his <gasps> and his beast and whatever. I. Newt Scamander like Steve Irwin. Yes. Oh my God. Can we get? Can we get? Can we get some kind of crocodile hunter thing? Uh, what would you call it? What would be the uh the equivalent crocodile hunter? Be something else, hunter. Um, um, I don't have a beast in my head that's like a crocodile. Right. You need some kind of something like that. But yes. But yes. Like. But instead of crikey, it's like bloody hell. <laughs> 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 Take a look at that over there. Oh no. Oh my gosh. It's so silly. Uh, but should, yes, I need I that. I think I'm blowing out our microphone every time we laugh. I, I, I need that in my life. Can I have that television show? I would watch the hell out of that. But yeah, they, sure. I mean, but they did talk about doing like a documentary style, which I'd be super, I'd be super into a, a Quidditch through the ages. Like that, like they could do that as a documentary and that would work. That'd be fine. So, you know, yeah, but they whatever. could do this. You could do the same. You could do the same thing. That's what I mean. Is like yeah, it'd be yeah. cool to have like other books, not other, not necessarily other books, but like other characters of the universe pop up the same way that they did with Newt's Commander. I think that'd be cool. Did they actually say? 
they don't say his house in the uh, in the movie, but you get inside of his uh, suitcase. Um, you get the Hufflepuff like um, uh, scarf or whatever. I know. Do which do they I, not talk that, about houses? That no, I don't remember them ever talking about houses. Even the Ilvermore and Morney houses, they don't talk about. I just love his case. The fact that it says Muggleworthy. Oh yeah, I saw that. I, I really like that. I like that part. We skipped Muggle-worthy. that. That was in the beginning. That was in the very beginning. And he got his uh bag checked. Yeah. Uh I like that a lot, Muggleworthy. And it just looks like regular stuff. So I think that's pretty amazing. I'm like, that's great. That's handy. I there were a lot of moments in the movie where I like completely knew what was gonna happen. Oh yeah. And I don't know if that's just because like you're just I know so J.K. Rowling's voice. Right. You're you know, just so familiar with the material yeah. and how that feel is. But there were other things that were kind of just like, like I, don't, I don't want to use the word tropey again. But like, I didn't think about it until the very end of the scene, but the when Newt takes Jacob outside the bank and is getting ready oh. to obliviate him and he puts down his suitcase, oh. I was like, oh, they're going to switch suitcases. Yeah, you know. That like, was... right then, I was yep. like, oh. I didn't even think about it through the entire rest of the time in the bank when they both have suitcases that look exactly the same. But it was right then when they're standing there and I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And I, yeah. I, which I thought was great. I was, I was eagerly waiting for him to open the suitcase. Like, and see what he was going to discover once he took it home. What was that thing? I I, I I can't remember what he called it, but it was ugly as hell. <laughs> it bit him. Yeah. Oh my god, that thing was ugly. It was so gross. That was definitely one of the my least favorite creatures. It 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 was very like. It looked like it had like these um, like like the the fur looked very dready. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, it didn't even look like fur. It looked like or it didn't. It, it almost like tentacly. tentacles, kind of on a pig. It's like a pig. On a it's like a pig looking thing. <laughs> no, but like if it's able to bite pigs. I mean, pigs don't necessarily bite. It had like, sh- look like it, they didn't sharp enough teeth to leave a leave a big old mark on his neck. I'm gonna see if I can figure it out real quick. Either way, I think was mert laps a mert lap a mert lap mert lap mert lap. Okay, is there a picture of it? It's so ugly. Uh, here I'm googling it. That thing is so ugly. So that's like the second creature I think you end up seeing. Is the Mertlap come out and attack him? Oh, this doesn't look like. That what? sounds right, though. Yeah, it's because. I remember that name. Oh, it's because it's because there's not really any stills from the movie yet, you know? Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's still early. Well, I was looking for it, and there's was. a couple of, like, concept art, but they lo- it looks like more like a mouse with tentacles. Ooh. Either way, that sounds gross. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. That's a pretty disgusting descriptive term there. A mouse with tentacles. Yeah, like growing out of its back. Ew. Oh no. It I mean, yeah, it kind of looked like that, but it didn't look like it had a big tail longer tail. No, and it didn't look like the tentacles were only like centered in the middle of its back. Yeah, it looked like it was like on the side. It looked too. like it was like growing over the yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the face didn't look mouse like at all. It looked no. a lot meaner. Yeah. So either way, Whatever that was, it was nasty and ugly. Mertlap. And it attacked Jacob and bit him. Aw, poor Jacob. Got bit by a Mertlap. He did. He did. Got bit by a Mertlap. That's why they had to take him and and, and he had to give him, like, some kind of... Oh, here we go. This is what it says. A Mertlap is a marine beast resembling a rat with a growth on its back like an anemone. 
Like a sea anemone. Like a sea anemone. Yeah. So are they poisonous, like those little tentacly things? Uh, Probably not, obviously. Otherwise, he would have had another reaction. But Okay, so I'm looking at the Harry Potter wiki page. And I believe that this information comes from the book. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay, makes sense. Um, it says... The... <laughs> Ew... Here we go. <laughs> the growth on the Mertlap's back may be pickled and eaten to improve oh. to improve one's resistance to <gasps> oh jinxes. My gosh. Although eating an excess of pickled Mertlap may cause one to grow unsightly purple ear hair. It's very specific. Mertlap essence is a home remedy for cuts and abrasions. Mertlap tentacles are included in Mertlap essence, which Hermione let Harry dip his hand in to heal the cuts after his detention with Dolores Umbridge. Uh, but in Fantastic Beasts, Newt says something about, to the effect of if he had, like, some kind of allergic reaction to the Mertlap bite, that he would be spewing flames from out of yeah, I don't know if that's real. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. I think he was just f***ing with them because they didn't know. <laughs> Um. Oh, I couldn't believe he said that. I was like, did he just say that? Yeah, I know. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? F- f- Is this what happened in this movie? Flatulent flames oh, coming out of his anus or oh. something like that. I don't know. It was ridiculous. I was like, okay. Oh. This is this kind of movie. I know. I did not. I did not. I forgot about that even. <laughs> it's so weird. I thought that was the most... Like, immature. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was perhaps, like, the most un-Rowling-like thing. Was was that Was joke. that joke. I was like, what? Oh, so weird. It was. That was a weird, that was a weird moment. I was like, what? Oh, no. Very weird. Um, I, I think... don't know if he was serious or not. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, he was like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I think the next thing you end up seeing is that little flying blue... Uh, a little blue. Uh, uh, is it a, I, can't, I couldn't tell billy? if it was a bug or a full or a bird. Billy wig. A bug. A billy wig. A billy wig. Is that a bug? It is a bug. It's a bug. Here we go. A billy wig is a native is an insect native to Australia. Oh. It is rated triple X. Oh shit! And is around half an inch long with a coloring of vivid sapphire blue. The speed of the billywig means it's rarely noticed by muggles, and witches and wizards only spot one once they've been stung. The billywig's wings are attached to the top of its head and rotate extremely fast, spinning the billywig so that it can fly. Xenophilius Lovegood used them for his recreation of Rowena Ravenclaw's diadem because he believed that they induce an elevated frame of mind, it says in quotes. Alrighty. It is a strong stinger on the bottom of his body anyone stung by a billywig will suffer giddiness followed by levitation and this is what gives oh. the billywig a rating of x it is also why young australian wizards and witches try to catch billywigs and provoke them into stinging them too many Wait. stings how they so, use it to get high basically use it to get high yeah, literally yeah literally it's gonna make you levitate me. and then you're giggling like <laughs> uh, imagine you're just floating there like a giggling idiot too many All stings right. however can cause the victim to hover uncontrollably for days on end <laughs> sometimes the victim will suffer from a severe allergic reaction and permanent floating may ensue oh that could be a problem that could be a problem 
How funny. did they catch the Billywigs? Well, they got all the they got all the creatures back. I could have swore they got the Billywigs too. I mean, I'm sure they did. And they got all those other ones. They finally had to get that Niffler. Bad little Niffler. It says. Oh, so the addition of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them that came out before. Um, it came out as if it was Harry's school book. Right. So it's got notes in the margins and stuff, like things written in by Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Oh, cool. Um, and they're like scrawled on the page, like in, well, they look like they're in like Sharpie or something actually, but, um, they don't look like they're written in a quill. Which, which, which is, is what fine. it should be. Whatever, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I don't care. But um, it's the 52nd edition of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Jeez. I didn't realize there was so many. In in response to their entry about using the ingredients, using uh, about the usage of a billywig as an ingredient in fizzing Wisbees, Harry or Ron wrote in the page's margin, last time I ate them. <laughs> oh no. That's terrible. That is terrible. That is really terrible. Don't eat billywigs, guys. Don't eat billywigs. Don't wouldn't be very happy about a that either. Don't sting you so you can get high. Literally. Literally. Newt would not approve. Newt would not approve. He would not. We're 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 we've been talking about this for a half hour and we're still in the beginning. It's gonna I be know. a long one. Yep. Well, there's a lot to talk about because there there's a lot. To there's talk Easter about. eggs. This there's... is a whole new. Yeah, this is a whole new glimpse into the Harry Potter. It's world. it's all new for, oh, for awesome. everybody. I'm I mean, so it's excited. Pretty great. I I think the the amount of, um, like, care that went into even the actors wanted to be every you know to be genuine. Like they actually had to you know they of course they watched all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, of course. Uh, and then they had they actually took wand classes so they knew how to hold the wands properly i like that um you know that kind of stuff which i think is like super cool um even uh even eddie redmayne was trained by real zookeepers and animal handlers so that he knew how to like act around like even the fake animals even the um even that mating dance he did is like taught he learned from that was so funny he learned from you know watching professional zookeepers and zoo and animal handlers do that for other animals that's amazing like it's all like legit like stuff that he had to like learn which i find that which i find I is that. great i love that they took the time and care to like exactly that's nice. learn all that I know. I think it's great because I mean, I didn't necessarily laugh when he was doing that. I knew exactly what he was doing. I'm like, oh my! I'm like, this is great. I'm like, oh, he's like I really. St- I still laugh because like, it's like a, it is like, really funny. It's almost like he's doing like a Steve Irwin thing, in which it's like provoking the animal, like, mm-hmm. oh, come to me. Yeah. Until Jacob stood up and had that pheromone stuff and just ruined everything. Oh. That thing was very imposing until you saw its doofy that is face. That is irrumpent. Until you saw its doofy face. God, it had the worst face. It it's doofy. He has like a little like. Smile. chased Jacob the way that, like, the girl squirrel in Sword in the Stone chases <laughs> Ward. Right. Yes, yes. That's what it made me think of. That's Like, in the middle of the scene, I was like, oh, this is that scene of yep. Sword in the Stone with the, yeah. with the, with the squirrels. It's like, you smell like a male, so I'm gonna follow you. Yeah. I want to be with you. That was scary, too. Yeah, because like that's how he caught it. Horn, that was really great. Yeah, it's it's horn. Um, 
is explosive. It injects explosives In, into, into things. And yeah. They, yeah. And then it explodes. Um are the objects. Xenophilius Lovegood had hanging in their house and a rumpet horn. Mm. Okay. And Hermione was like, you really shouldn't have this in here. So even if it's not attached to them, it still has the power to blow things up? Uh, well, I mean, he just has it hanging in his house, so maybe not. But I feel like it's like having a live grenade around and being like, nah, it's fine. It's all right. It's, it's cool. nah, Well, nothing will happen. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it's, t- it's really scary. Ooh. Especially now that we've seen that movie. Like, that means so much more. Look how big they are. They're huge. Huge. But still very doofy looking. Uh, just that scene of him catching it and like barely like being like, yeah, sliding across the ice and just being like, doof. and it goes. Oh, that was and that snapping was so cool. it into the. Uh, that was really case. cool. I like his briefcase a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a great briefcase. I just like the fact that he can go in there and there's just all these little um, habitats everywhere. Yeah, I liked that they had that effect of like the different, like tents within, like tent. Yeah. It's like like, like habitats are enclosures yeah. almost, but yeah. like very large. Yeah, each one is like it's like it's like a its own thing. One inside another inside, and like it's layered right? so yeah, that it's yeah. even bigger on the inside than like just what the briefcase would normally accommodate. Um, do you think there's like like a weight dispersal aspect to the increased size of magical? Like we only get a little sense in. The Harry Potter books, the first time we get the idea of something being bigger on the inside, it's like the Weasley's car. They pile everyone into the family car. Uh-huh. Um, and then we get, like, the tent, and then Hermione's bag. But, like, his... But they're only, like, so much bigger than the outside. Right. Like, I don't imagine that Hermione's bag goes on forever. Like, I think there's a limit to what can be carried in there. Right. And the tent might look like a little tent on the outside, but it's only as big as, like, a cabin, maybe. Right, or like it's a small not... house. Whereas, like, this briefcase looks like it has the world in it. It Yeah, it looks so, so, like, not infinite, but, How like, practically, far does it go? like, a little world is in there. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. That Thunderbird, like, is amazing. I saw that and I was like, oh my god. So cool. Even Ricky was like, oh my god, is that Thunderbird? He's like, that's amazing. He was super excited about that. It looked really great. Oh, for sure. That was probably one of my favorite creatures. There's a couple of creatures that we saw float, like, flying that were small little things that you don't really get a name for because Yeah, there were a lot of things. There were a lot of things that I think if we, if we were doing a minute podcast, uh, we could easily, like, find all the, what all the characters are. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sure that all the creatures are things that have, exist in that book. Right. Um, I wish I had that book. I wanted to get that copy before it went out of print, but... It's dumb it. that they took it out of print until... They're like, too bad you have to get the screenplay The screenplay's on sale, though. I wonder if the screenplay ha- in, like, the direction talks about what all the creatures are. Or if it's just, like, there are a lot of creatures milling about. I right? Looked, I, I didn't wonder. look for that. I mean, I, I thumbed through it, but I didn't think to, like, find yeah. scenes that had that in there. Yeah, me neither. I'll have to Darn. check. Yeah, I have to check. But, you know, but even in that in that little, um, in his briefcase where it has, like, the, that little room to himself, you get that picture of uh, Lita? Or Lita. Lita, 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 Lita Lestrange. Lestrange. What, um, what relation is she to uh, the rest of them? Like to to, to uh, Bellatrix. Okay. 
Bellatrix, Bellatrix is probably mother. It could be mother. It could yeah. be grandmother. It could be grandmother. No, it can't be. It could be grandmother unless I guess it sounds like, okay. So he knew Lita Lestrange as a school child, which means that her maiden name is Lestrange. Right. So it won't be it it won't be a direct relation. It's got to be like an aunt or something. Or something. Yeah. Because um presumably Bellatrix's dad's last name was Lestrange. Okay. Like I think that her, Lestrange is the maiden name for her. Right. Um and so so it can't be her mother. It can't be the girl's mother because it would be a different last name. It wouldn't be Lita Strange. It'd be Lita something else. Right. And it can't be grandmother for the same reason. Um, Because the grandmother's maiden name would be changed when she got married, which means that the son yeah. wouldn't be named. Yeah. So it's got to so be like an so aunt or like a great aunt. Hmm. Well, that was, that was like the little bit of that we, the picture that we saw. That was Zoe Kravitz. Was it? Yeah. So she, I didn't know that. That's she's, cool. Um, she's already been confirmed to be in a Lita movie. Strange. To be in one of these next movies. Nice. I don't know if she's going to be in the next one or whatever. They're still trying to scramble of who they're going to get for a young Dumbledore. I heard the name Jared Harris is being thrown around, which I believe is his son. Uh, Richard Harris's son. Oh. Oh, that's that's interesting. Although um, the, the guy who played um, Dumbledore... In the later Harry Potter films, Michael Gambon, Michael Gambon said he's, like, desperate to be in Fantastic Beasts. Like, please. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When you said Jared Harris, I was like, I know I know that name. I just saw that earlier today. I did not realize who he was until I looked him up. Jared Harris is the guy who played Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Okay. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I like that guy. I like that guy too. Oh, okay. Uh, Scott Corelli has been. Saying, is it his son, or is there a relation? Um, I'm making the assumption because the Harris. He's the son of Irish actor Richard Harris. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Oh. Wow. The, the already, the, oh, that's who. That's who else uh, confirmed. It's this is really interesting. He was born in London. The son of Irish actor Richard Harris and Welsh actress Elizabeth Harris. Um, despite his lineage, he showed little interest in becoming an actor until he was cast in a college production while attending North Carolina's Duke University. He went to Duke? How interesting. That is super interesting. Alrighty, I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. I did Funny. not expect to see that on his... Uh, on his cat, on his uh, list of stuff. That that was the other uh, the other person I was forgetting uh, earlier. Scott Corelli has been um, throwing the name Colin Firth around. Oh, to be like a young to be Dumbledore. A young Dumbledore. And I think I that do would be really cool. Love Colin Firth. Me too. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, I I did, I did forget earlier one of someone else who was confirmed to come back because I know Jacob was is going to come back even though it looks like, you know, oh, what's going to happen with him? Uh, but Credence yeah! is going to come back. Uh, so, um... As soon as I saw that David kid, Yates, I was like, there's something up with that kid. David <sighs> Yates, the director, said yes. that they cut a scene 
from the final cut of the movie mm-hmm. in which you see Credence getting on a ship at the at the docks. At like, the end leave. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um and so they sort of do that uh they sort of do that thing at the end when, when you have his like the the death scene or whatever you see like some of the wisps, oh yeah the like, little wispy like survive goes yeah, away yeah, yeah yeah notice that like right away um okay but I like so, the fact that he's coming back that's Ezra Miller the, isn't it yeah Ezra like, Miller was really really good really this is what I was thinking is okay it's so tragic so this my oh, two this whole we'll second Salem bullcrap oh my gosh we'll get into that in a second because I really do want to talk about second Salem oh my god um. I'm glad to hear that he's going to be back because my favorite, like, I think that, I think that Ezra Miller and Colin Farrell both had some really fantastic performances. Yeah. And I was disappointed to think that they weren't going to be, neither of them would be back. So I'm glad that Ezra Miller will be back. I don't, I, I don't like, I would assume we're just never going to see Colin Farrell again because it was a disguise. Right. I don't know why they didn't just, like, let Colin Farrell be Grindelwald. Like, why change him into a different person? Uh, I find it funny that Colin Farrell and and Johnny Depp kind of get looped in together. Because in Dr. Parnassus, you you have the same two people again, but with Heath Ledger added. Oh, yeah. I find that hilarious that uh, that there's, like, this... Unspoken I kind never of association really thought with them. about it. About like how much they look alike. They do look alike. Like, I especially right. saw it like when the transition happened. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I go, oh god, they look so much alike. Yeah. It's so scary. They um, could have just like done some old age makeup or something for him. For Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um. How did he do that? How did he do what? Make himself. Was he drinking polyjuice potions? In which case, because Graves was a regular person, I assume, because everyone knew him like he was like, he's been there. Yeah, how long has Grindelwald been pretending to be Graves? And where's the real Graves? In a grave. In a oh, grave. No, Graves stop. is in a grave. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that until right now. So I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll get more information about that. Uh, but I want to save any Grindelwald talk until we get to... The end of like this discussion. Of okay, this discussion. Okay, so let's I do feel Second like Salem. that's like because we talked a little bit about beasts. Let's talk about Second Salem. Oh my god, I hate that whole concept. Me too. Oh my gosh, that whole thing. I'm just um, like, oh, especially that little so that, that nursery universe, rhyme that the girl the Harry was Potter singing. Universe, oh, yes, is about not about, but like oppression and. It seems it's, like more so in the U.S. about than it is in the U.K. Because you even well, hear it's even Newt. more pertinent now. Well, you hear Newt but, say like, "Oh, like you guys aren't as progressive as us." Well, but there's still like there's still the whole like pure blood, half blood, mud blood. Well, yeah, and and all that that comes up a lot. Yeah, the pure blood thing is huge in in I later mean, Harry Potter books. It, it is, yeah. Um. He mentions that, like, I guess in the U.S., they can't... Un- They're not even allowed to marry. Allowed to marry. But I guess in, over they there can they can. They can be friends. And they they have to wipe the memory of every muggle. Yep. Which no is Madge. so sad. No Madge. I know. I, 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 
I really teared up at the scene in which oh i know i know i know i know you know that that's what they're gonna do at the end yeah like they're just gonna wipe your memory yeah it's so sad it's so sad like i was like oh my god i can't handle this right now i know i i i was getting definitely teary-eyed for jacob because i really really enjoyed him and i thought that the friendship between him and newt that developed was yeah like so great and i was like yeah. oh no i'm like they're friends now they why are friends now why do you gotta do that i like I that like the that. girls both came around well no i mean i don't think that queenie ever would have wanted to wipe his memory i'm glad think, that tina came around yeah because queenie was is just seems very more free-spirited oh yeah she's great you know and she's Tina's so very like uptight and it was um, just like oh, tina you're such a you're such a wet blanket <laughs> My very old term that I'm going to use because <laughs> you're a wet blanket. Oh, you're. I didn't really love Tina's. I didn't really love Tina's character all that much. Yeah, I'm. She was probably my least favorite of the four. Yeah, of the four, I would say she's my least. Favorite. I still sure. liked her character. There are things about how she I might really be my like. least favorite out of like everybody, other than like the second Salem lady. Mm, lady, yeah. Ugh, she's the worst. She is the worst. That whole um, thing is just oh so uncomfortable. Yeah, the whole idea seems to be that like it's like okay, you're adopting all these kids that are not yours, but you're beating them mm-hmm. into like submission to believing this ridiculousness. Yeah, uh, this creepy nursery rhyme that this girl keeps. Uh, Let me keeps tell saying you, it over and over. Again. As soon as they were like, oh, as soon as they talked about what an obscurus was, yes. I was like, That's oh, cool it's Credence. Word. That's cool word. Well, yeah, as soon as they showed Credence, as soon as you saw Credence for the first time, I was all like, there's Something's something up, up with, with that kid. kid. Yeah. Something up with that kid. Look at that kid. Got darkness all up on him. I. Right there. Right over there. Believed it for. If they had said earlier. Uh huh. That he was a squib. Right. I think it would have been more receptive. Like, if that confrontation in which. In which Colin Farrell, in which Graves tells Credence, you're just oh, a squib, you're just I'm not really going to take you with me. Like, yeah, If he had basically. mentioned him being a squib earlier, like, if he had, he had told him, oh, you're a squib, like, a squib, you're like, squib. you're not going to be able to learn to do magic, but you can still come with me kind of thing? come with me. If it was, like, that or you sort can still of dynamic. Help me. Um, I think that, like, I mean, you, you, you need to have him go off, so it doesn't. You have to, like, it makes sense where they placed it. Right, because you needed that anger. But if, if they had said Squib earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. I might have been more receptive to them trying to scapegoat the the little girl. Right. Like, the movie tries to make you think that it's the girl. Like, maybe it's the girl. Um. And if I had thought that Credence was a Squib earlier, I would have considered that. But no, as soon as they're like, oh, it's like, it's because they're repressing their magic and they're not using it and it's twisted and oh, it's the, built it's, of this it's the misery boy. and i was yeah of course it's him it's the boy of course it's him. it's credence oh he was so good ezra miller did such a good job ezra miller is a good actor he really is for his especially for his age he's, he's definitely gonna very good. continue i think yeah very easily um it's weird because i don't always like ezra miller but i like he's you know i've let in everything that i've seen yeah. with him in it and see, i've the liked thing is, like i have this weird I don't expect to like him going into any movie. And I always am just like, oh my god, you're great. He, he it's looks, like I forget. He almost looks like a guy that you wouldn't like. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> does. You're like, I don't know. I don't know I don't, about this guy. I don't want to be your friend. But It was like, holy shit, you're great. You're so great. Oh, but you're you're cool. so amazing. I like you. Um, 
I felt so bad for Credence. I did. Oh, I know. I know. Let's talk about Obscurious. This this, this lady, man, that second Salem lady. Let's talk about how oh. good Harry Potter had it in the cupboard under the stairs. No kidding! <gasps> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, okay, you had a cupboard under the stairs, yeah, but, like, you had a room. Yeah, like, you weren't beaten. <laughs> you weren't beaten. You weren't... You weren't forced to, to like, basically, like, work every day yeah. to go, like, pass out these darn stupid flyers. Very tied up in the, uh... So terrible. Yeah. Oh, their whole lives. Like, uh, like I didn't like that idea. It's like, you're just abusing these kids that are orphans. Or abandoned because, like, they apparently had magical has abilities. The... Maybe. Has the Great Depression started? 1926? I think, I think so. Oh, hush, cat. No, 1929. Oh, so it's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna. I think I heard that the next movie is supposed to take place in, like, Paris. Yes, because they're gonna do a Paris one. They're gonna go back to the UK eventually. Sure. And do all that. So, I don't know. I really, really loved the New York backdrop. I know you already said that, and I... Uh, I think they're going... Yeah, I, I love their... their uh, All the visuals. Yeah. For 1920s New York. the Down to the costumes. I loved the, I loved the ministry gorgeous. being, like... In like a skyscraper building, yes. very like yes, yes, Empire State style. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's for cool. for it being in New York, especially. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they cut a scene in which Queenie and Tina, when um, when they're in their apartment and they mention Hogwarts and they go, "Oh, Ilvermorny is the best oh. school or whatever," and. He's like, or he says Hogwarts is, and they're like, Hogwash. 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 They kept uh, that scene. That scene happens when they're in the tent later. She or was in the uh, briefcase later. But Tina, yeah. Tina and Queenie were supposed to sing the Ilvermorny school song. Oh, God. And they cut that out. So it's going to be like, I guess, a deleted scene. It would be really DVD. funny to hear them. I want that. I really want to hear Newt's commander sing Hoggy Warty Hogwarts. Yes, <laughs> because because that's the um they cut. <laughs> do we not great. in in uh Goblet of Fire the movie we don't see Harry and we don't see the Hogwarts students sing no, their school no, no, song. No. They don't do their whole don't presentation. Do I don't think they do any of the songs actually. No, which for is the different schools because they do in the books, right? Like yeah. Will Battens and and Durmstrang both have yes. like a song associated like a song. with their like presentation mm-hmm. um hoggy warty hogwarts hoggy warty hogwarts did dumbledore write the song like <laughs> i think he did like he's got to have right like he's as this sounds like have a, they been singing this... hoggy warty hogwarts since salazar slytherin this and sounds like a dumbledore thing it does it really does dumbledore's such he's so amusing all his passwords are candy like right he has a, he has a major sweet tooth he's really funny He's, um, he's got a sense of humor. I'm excited for guy. young Dumbledore. That could be really cool. That's so funny. I don't know. Hoggy Warty Hogwarts. Yep. Um. Apparently, there were a lot of scenes cut from the hmm. movie. So I guess, but so in the DVD, we'll probably have come out. It's gonna have scenes. Everything you'll have to get like the director's cut or extended cut Ooh. or whatever it is. I wonder if they're gonna do that. I hope they don't build that into the. 
They did they did an extended edition of Sorcerer's Stone, but it's really just a couple of the deleted scenes added back. Like we talked about this on oh, Harry he, Potter Minute. Here's some of the lyrics for the Ilvermorny song is We stand as one united against the Puritan. We draw our inspiration from Goodwitch Morrigan. Morrigan. Mo- Morrigan. M O R R I G A N. Yes. Morrigan. Morrigan is the witch equivalent. Morrigan is like from Arthurian legend. Yes. Um, she's the one that's isn't she like? Oh, isn't that another name of Morgana Le Fay? I think they related. Be. Um, she's the one who locks Merlin in his cave for all eternity. Like she's the re- she takes Merlin out of the Arthurian legend. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily have ever. I don't think that she's seen as a good guy in any sense. Right? So I'm like, wait a minute. Well, that's. It was written by J.K. Rowling. So what do you want? She also wrote that song that is being oh, it's from sung I- in that Here bar. We go. This this says the Morrigan or Phantom Queen or Great Queen from Irish mythology. Oh. Says she's associated. The Morgan is associated with fate, especially foretelling doom and death in battle. Whoa! She in this role, she appears as a crow flying above the battlefield. Well, that's pretty crazy. Oh, here we go. The Morgan is often described as a trio of individuals, all sisters, called the Three Mor Mor Morigna. M-O-R-R-I-G-N-A, Morigna. Although membership of the triad varies, the most common combination of sources is Madb, Bab, Badb, B-A-D-B, Matcha, and Nemain. Other accounts named Faye and others. Cool. Um, so I was wrong about her being related to Morgana. Oh, okay. I suppose. But the Morgan is is more like um, the Fates, kind of, in that trio sense. Oh, I see. Like, the yes, trio yes. of sisters comes up a lot. They're also kind of like the Greek Furies, it says. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, I mean, of course, J.K. Rowling was the one that wrote the school song. Yeah. Uh, she also wrote the song that's being sung in that underground bar by that, uh, what, who, who is that singing? Is it a female goblin or a female, um, what the I heck is that? I think a goblin. I think it's a goblin. I think so too. It's pretty creepy looking. I think it's the first female goblin we've ever seen. It, I, de- definitely, definitely. Um, but the song was very haunting and, and was very fitting Ron of the time. Roman was a goblin also? He was that goblin, yes. Well, no, I know he was, a, but like. He, they're both so yeah i would assume that she's a goblin because yeah. he's a goblin and he'll have a goblin singer he's got it's goblin, goblin it's a goblin bar yeah i guess yeah um oh can we talk about my favorite creature ever pick it pick it the bow truckle he is the most adorable thing i've ever seen in my life i want one so bad as my, as my little buddy the little the, the love that that little creature has for newt is just adorable because he tries to take it back to its family like, here's the tree with all the other bow truckles that it's his family. And he's just like, no. And it's like grabbing him with his little hands, like, like on his, on, on Newt's hand. I thought like, bow truckles. No, I want to stay with you. I thought, I didn't know bow truckles were so tiny. It, it, was, pretty, it was pretty small. It was yeah. like maybe as big as his hand. 
He was like hiding under his lapel of his jacket most of the like, time. Most like of not the time. in the pocket. Like he's under the collar. He was in the pocket at one point. Yeah. Like it shows him in the pocket, but then he was like under the lapel. Yeah. Um. But it's just it loves him so much. He did not want to go to his family at all. Uh, favoritism. Favoritism. <laughs> favoritism. Um. And he sure. just carries around this little bow truckle, and I and it was terrible that he had to give it to that guy. But then immediately. When, um, what, the Aurors or the detectives or, yeah. or whatever <laughs> came after them, uh, he punched that oh, <laughs> Ron Perlman, uh, which is like, hey, that's, that's, uh, pretty tough for, for Hufflepuff there. Yeah. Uh, punches him, it takes the bow truckle back, takes, pick it back. And then I find it hilarious that as soon as they're alone, he's like, all right, let's have a talk. And he mm. has to go talk to the bow truckle. Like, I wasn't going to let him keep you. Don't worry. I wasn't going to let him keep you. And it's like bitching him out. Yep. Like, I find it hilarious. And gives him the tiniest little raspberry. With his little, with his little yeah. tiny tongue. He's like, give me a smile. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> he does that instead. And I'm like, this is the cutest thing ever. I want a bow truckle. Bow truckles are cool. I like them a lot. They pick locks. Of course he wants a bow truckle. That guy wanted a bow truckle. Yeah, of course. He's He's like a mob boss. Yeah, he was going to like, oh, I'm going to go use this to break into things. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what he wants them to be used for. He's trying to save. He's trying to save them. Trying to save them. them Yeah, exactly. Taking advantage of. Yeah. But I love that little bow truckle. It's just a cool. And I love the name to pick it. Because, of course, pick it. Pick locks. (laughs) Cute. Cute, cute, cute. Love it. I liked, um, Kelly was telling me that she feels that, uh, the, Kelly, our first guest, we're probably going to play her episodes before anyone hears this. So for those of you who are listening, Kelly told me, and she feels that the, um, she didn't like how much power the Obscurus had. She was, she, she was telling me that she doesn't really like, um, like the blockbuster kind of movies where you have like city-wide destruction forces and things like that she's like yeah he's the most this is the most powerful thing we've ever seen yeah um in the harry potter universe and it's a little i don't know it's a little much i don't i don't i disagree with her in that like he's been kind of harnessing and holding back yeah it's like like, it's like almost this cumulative power of like ticking time bomb exactly it's like it's pressurizing and he's way older than any other obscurial that newt has at least come across it says that they 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 pass away at 11 around 10 or so Uh, he's got to be like 16 17 yeah so it's like a pressure cooker you're just pressurizing all this Mm -hmm. you know magic in one i liked i really liked the scene inside the tunnel where you see him like oozing and that oozing. looked really cool yeah that looks super cool yeah. um ezra miller even filmed like see uh like like not mocap but filmed stuff in which he did fluid movements that they actually used That's for cool. the uh to uh, kind of make that the flow state right to like i, I guess give him like him, kind of like, like a it, some control over it in a way moving within it yeah yeah. Can we talk about how creepy it is how they kill wizards? Oh, yeah. That's like, freaking uncomfortable. That made me uh, uncomfortable. I don't like you, that you, at all. You, you, you started and then and then it really confused me for a second. I was like, what are you talking about? Because um, they were sentenced to death. Yeah. Uh, like, that's what they're the, escaping the, from. The, at that at that moment. Well, yeah, but we're, we're, we're talking about different we're at different parts here. 
jumping around. I know. We are jumping around. Because I wanted you, to talk about that and we had passed me. it. Yeah, we did pass it. So I was um, like, no, 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 I want to go back. Yeah, the scene where, where the giant like, pen be executed looking thing. I don't think it's a pensive. No, don't definitely not. Huh. I don't <laughs> But like I just thought the whole thing was very odd like did they very did, did it have a name? Oh I think that thing is a name. I oh my gosh. That room that they're in that they're I'm pretty sure it does and I am spacing out on it because I was just so taken aba- so taken aback that this is how that they do it. That's, that's that is so, really scary. So scary. There were a lot of moments in this movie that I think were way more mature. Oh, like, than, than, than any, anything we got. Than anything we got before. Yes, I would agree with that for sure. I think it's cool. Do you think maybe it's because like her audience has grown up? Makes sense. Because she wrote. Was she writing for her kid when she started Harry Potter? Was that the? She didn't have any children at the time. I thought. I don't remember. I thought she was a single mother. Or something. I'd be totally wrong. Hmm. We've made it almost to the end of the movie, but I want before we start talking about the Grindelwald thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention because we, we already we already did about Jacob being um obliviated. Yeah. Uh but I like the fact that he still found a way to help him by giving him I those don't know if he was actually silver eggs. Yeah, because okay, so he made all his little pastries look like the creatures that he, and he dealt totally with. recognized Queenie when she showed up. Like not like totally, totally recognized, but kind of like it's like there was more of an awareness there than it's like a tickle in the back of your subconscious. Do you think she she went there definitely with that intention? I think. I think. I think that there's more to her being a legilimens than just reading his mind. Because the, uh, she steps out into the rain and kisses him, which I think is maybe indication of something more than just her kissing him. Like, yeah. she did something. Mm-hmm. And I think her showing up is, like, like a key unlocking. Is, like, activating it. Yeah. Hmm, that's an interesting theory. Because at first I thought that, like, no, there's no way they're not going to wipe his memory. And then they really sold that, like, uh... Dan Fogler really sold that scene of like, why am I here? What am I doing? Like after they were gone, um, when he's standing in the rain and he's suddenly just like, I don't remember anything. Like why? Like like why am he I? He definitely here? seems yeah, disoriented. But the fact that he's making pastries that look like the creatures, and the fact that he and Queenie did get to share like a significant moment. Right. Um, at the end there, I feel that he's aware of more than. I don't think it wiped him completely. Maybe. And, you know, it could all be dealt with the subconscious. I mean, the subconscious is there to store things that we don't even know are there type of thing. It's. I don't know. I definitely get the. Okay. Maybe it's just back there. Does Obliviate wipe a memory permanently? I would assume that might be the point, that that might be their intention. Like, because we know a lot about, we know a lot about Obliviate, Obli- the Obliviate spell. Mm-hmm. Um, because of Gilderoy Lockhart, particularly. Lockhart used Obliviate on, he's very good at memory charms. 
and he uses Obliviate on the people he steals the stories from so that he can be the center of the books that come out. Uh-huh. And he tries to Obliviate the twi- uh, the twins. He tries to Obliviate Harry and Ron, and it doesn't work. It backfires because he used Ron's broken wand. Um, And we know that he ends up in St. Mungo's because of it. And they can't retrieve his memory. But I assumed that that was because it was a broken wand. And not because there's not a memory charm to retrieve erased memories. Hmm. In which case, what Obliviate would be doing would be locking away a memory. When Hermione casts Obliviate on her parents, is she removing herself from their lives forever? Like, permanently. That's really sad to think about, but, um... And if, and if she is, that's a heavy decision. That's 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 life changing. Like you're, she'll never go home again. You could never go she home. Never Your go parents home. are never going to know who you are. Like you essentially have no parent. You you're an orphan because you don't, you have no one to call you their daughter. It's heartbreaking. That is. That's so sad. I don't want to think about that. Me neither. I don't like that. I know, I know. So I would like to assume that maybe there's either a way to retrieve memories after Obliviate is cast, or that by being around um, Queenie, she was able to do something because of her because of her ability as a Legilimens. Because of her Keke Genkai. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, Wrong fandom there. So now we get to talk about the Grindelwald thing. Okay. This is going to be the last thing we talk about. Yeah. Because it's, it's late. late and I got to go pick up my boyfriend. Yeah. Um. Okay. So as soon as I saw, okay, so let's just rewind months and months ago before the Giant Depp thing even happened. Okay. When um I saw Colin Farrell. Yeah in the first trailer, teaser, whatever, the first time you ever see mm-hmm. Christian, uh, Colin Farrell uh, attached to this movie, I was like, oh, that's Grindelwald. Like, I thought that such a long time ago. Um, and essentially, I was kind of right. <laughs> um, so, when it's we start... what made you think that he was Grindelwald uh, from the trailer? Just the look of him. Okay. Just the look of him. Very I just got a sense. And... He looks sinister. The 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 eyebrows, just the look of him and Colin I, Farrell I, is I, really good at playing bad guys anyway. I thought that he would at best be like a Grindelwald sympathizer. Mm. I didn't assume that he was Grindelwald. Before but we I even knew there was, was a name associated with like him bringing Grindelwald's power guy. into America. Like he's definitely kind of thing. Like like he definitely, was going to be that conduit. Definitely one of the bad guys kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, for sure. So I, I definitely figured that he was a bad guy, even when we saw him with the R's, especially because of his relationship with Credence. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to go into this right now, I guess, but uh, do you think there was more to the abuse with Credence from him? From Graves? From Grindelwald? Or from Grindelwald, or, yeah, yeah. essentially it's Grindelwald. Because, um... Oh, she. Because I feel like, I feel like a lot of Credence's, um, the whole obscurial thing was very sort of like a, like, like homosexual, uh, allegory of like, 
like people in the closet Staying that in the can't closet. come out to their parents because you've got this family that's really like, no, you can't, this thing is wrong and it's right. bad and it's, and so he's repressing all of that and it's, and we also happen to know that like Grindelwald and Dumbledore had a homosexual relationship. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was more going on than what we see in like them talking in the alleyways. Like, why would Credence feel oh, like hush. he could keep going back beyond? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was just like such an on the nose allegorical comparison that like I, I got that impression or that like there really is something happening. It's weird. I don't know. That's that's very interesting. I mean, I definitely get that. I don't think that he was only being abused by his mother. You think like he was also abusing him? Well, yeah. Even if it's not, even if it's not if a physical you're... abuse, like his relationship is definitely an an emotionally abusive one towards Credence. But it's it's even more damaging because it's that type of abuse. I'm where... gonna bring you into this world, and you're gonna be you can be one. Where of I us love you, and you'll be accept. Yes, there you go. There you go. Like like here I am, like almost being Did like you... a father figure to you, but I'm you dangling in front seen... of you as a as a as kill a thing. your darlings. Have you? I have not. The relationship between Michael C. Hall and uh, Dane DeHaan's character is that relationship. Oh my. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's tough. I feel bad for Credence so much, like mm-hmm. this poor kid. Me too. Um, so, so I definitely saw Graves as a bad guy for sure, but I didn't. I would not have named him Grindelwald. I I was thinking he was Grindelwald. I thought he looked too young. I don't know how old Grindelwald's supposed to be at this point. But I mean, you can look young and be older than what you well, are, yeah, that's or whatever. True. Um. So when the so when the movie started and they talked about Grindelwald, and you get the uh the scene from the back oh yeah and you see the hair and how it looks and the fact that it slicked back mm-hmm. and then literally almost like a transition between him to Colin Farrell yeah was kind of obvious and the hairstyle is literally exactly the same, the same yeah. but different color so already i was all like oh i mean he is grindelwald i go but it's hmm. you know it's That's gonna be something else because i still i still didn't see that i like, i, I, didn't I had already it, done it i, I had already why. done it um, maybe I had already separated, like I already had in my head, oh, Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp is, is going to be Grindelwald. And I think that that really like, if that bit of news hadn't been out, I probably would have seen it. Okay. Because you're right. Like it is very on the nose. It's pretty like in front of you. Um, it's late. But out. I think in my head, I was just the entire time I was just waiting for Johnny Depp to show up. Right. And I didn't think like, oh, you're the same guy. Like, yeah. I, I like I said I make I do the weird thing of connecting certain actors together sure. even though they have no indication to go with each other whatsoever. Like for the, for the life of me, all the freaking time I mix up James Spader, and I was almost gonna do it again just now and space on the second name Kevin Spacey. Oh, I don't know why, but I mix them up all the freaking time. That's interesting. And I mean, you know me, I'm good with actors and actresses and I don't you mix really up are. things. So it's like, it's really weird that I make connections to people that don't necessarily need to be there. And I, and Colin Farrell, Johnny Depp is one that I do. So I was already like under the impression of like, oh, it's going to be revealed that Johnny Depp is actually like Colin Farrell type of thing. So that wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was not predictable, but like I knew it was going to come. Yeah. I don't, the only thing I disagree with is I don't like, 
the fact that his uh, the whiteness of the hair doesn't bother me is the eyebrows. Yeah. It's so weird. I hate the white eyebrows. I'm like, why couldn't your eyebrows just stay dark? Can, okay. And just be white hair on the top of your head. I don't, I don't really know. want to talk a whole lot about Johnny Depp, I don't think. Okay. Um, Can we talk about how insanely powerful a wizard Grindelwald is? Oh, he definitely, because definitely is. first, we see him confiscate... Uh, we see him confiscate um, Newt's suitcase and wand. Yep. Without saying a word or using his wand. It just like comes to him. It's insane. Um, and then he took on the president of the wizarding world and her escort of horrors single-handedly. Oh, yes. And almost got away with it. Almost. Um, if it wasn't for, um, Newt and his, what, what is that thing? I don't remember what the, that has a creepy name. It does. Like something death <laughs> or whatever. Oh my gosh. He used it in that same room to save, uh, Tina. Yeah. Whenever she was going to be executed. Yes. Well, they were going to execute the both of them if it wasn't for picket, yeah. picking the lock that shackled him so like that like see the creatures definitely played a part in it i like the fact that like they they actually helped in in ways throughout the movie which is nice um that scary bird thing it looked almost like a little mini dragon <laughs> like scaly like not even like a bird um it's it's amazing he's like su- he i wanted more spoken spells i know you did mention that to me before i even saw the movie yeah Swooping evil. It's called Swooping, Swooping evil. evil. Well, that name, Swooping Evil. Jeez. Swooping Evil. Swooping Evil. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I wanted like it's amazing. Like, okay, maybe they're just much more. They are more powerful wizards than any of the witches and wizards we see at Hogwarts because the Hogwarts students are students. They and make at, a huge deal. And at the same time, a it's a huge, huge deal, deal of hiding that you're magical. Sure. No, so maybe I was going to say they, they make a huge point in the books that like wandless magic is like really upper level. Ma- so these are like right. all of them are really powerful magicians. Yeah, they're magicians. all like adult, which is strong, which is um, wizards. I don't know. I like hearing the spell spoken. I think there's something kind of delightful about it. I had assumed um, that part of the magic is the incantation. Um, and I think I, in some instances that helps, but I think if you're strong enough that yeah. maybe it doesn't matter as I would much. like more spoken spells, I think. We got I, I the fi- cla- a couple of the classics. I figure we get some people. We get the uh, wand. did she disarm him by using Accio? And not Expelliarmus. Oh, I know. The literal disarming... Sp- like I know. Harry's What's signature... A... I don't know. I love that Harry's signature know. move is like a disarming spell. Alright. Yeah. That's all. Like, get, get, you don't need that. <laughs> get that out of your hand. Um, no, I mean, like, I figure maybe be- the reason why they don't use a lot of the, you know, allowed incantations or spells or whatever mm. is out of adapting to the fact that 
maybe they need to do something when they're out about and don't want to obliviate a freaking nomad every single time and just like <laughs> you know and have to pull your wand out so or or, or say something like i said what if it's an what if it's an emergency but it, it would be well they literally like they they obliviated the entire city so they did they did with rain yeah with obliviation rain i was i was that moment where they're like we can't obliviate the whole city i was like oh this is this is the part in men in black with with the light on the end of the torch the <laughs> giant like the giant like flashbulb <laughs> that was great though that's great. that was great um, i was like oh were they gonna use the statue of liberty but yeah they got to use no they got to use a thunderbird which they was did. nice which was like oh my gosh yes let this thing fly around and look cool so that was great I really liked the movie a lot. As much again. as people are bothered by Grindelwald, I actually liked it. Uh, I think he's going to do good. I miss, um, I'm going to miss Colin Farrell. I do like Colin Farrell, but I like Johnny Depp more, but that could be just me being biased. Well, I think For me being like a Johnny Depp fan like my whole freaking I life. I like people... I I like... the actors being not quite so high profile. Right. And I think this is probably, like, the highest profiled person they've ever had associated mm-hmm. with the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. And I think people are bothered by that, and they're scared by it. Uh, um, yeah, scared is definitely the right word. Um, I didn't necessarily want to talk about this, but I'm going to briefly mention it because I think it's silly. Um, just out of my personal beliefs with uh, how, I mean, movies are fantasy. Movies yeah. and, and television it's a separation of the person and the role they're playing. Um, you can like a person's work and not sure. like the person. Sure. And that's fine. Um, I mean, people hate Roman Polanski as well as they should. He's a freaking like, statutory rapist. He fled the country and all this other stuff, but he made great movies. Sad to say. Sorry. Mel Gibson makes great movies. He's a... A, a racist like pretty much well he's yeah he's a bunch of things yeah. so i mean but the separation like they made great movies but they're terrible people um i and i find it funny that now people are focusing on like oh you have a known abuser in the harry potter franchise because of johnny depp and i'm just like like okay not proven but i mean like who cares like i mean he's not i would i don't think he is that's my own personal thing but i don't think that has anything to do with the role so it's like okay i don't know don't don't, um... don't get on jk rowling for casting this person just because you're listening to media and gossip rags and that kind of stuff and i don't know. know enough about his um, personal life to comment on any of that. Yeah, the, the only thing I know is that for the longest he was with Amber some Heard. French. Well, he was, oh, before he, that, before that he was with this French. Uh, I think she's a model or actress. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, for like, I think it was like over ten years, thirteen years. I don't know, something like that. Long time. Mother yeah. of his kids. Whatever. Um, and then. No problems. You've never heard that they were never in the media. They were never had any problems with their relationship. Never any problems with their kids. Yeah, I don't know. It was always good things. And he gets with Amber Heard. And the first thing you hear is that Amber Heard's like, oh, he hits me. And I'm just like, I think that's weird. 
I mean, he he's very one to admit his shortcomings. If you want to talk about his uh, substance abuse, he's more than willing to talk about it. Like, yeah, I did this, I did this, and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he's a person who hits women. And even Vanessa, whatever her last name is, I can't pronounce it, uh, even said, like, that's that's unheard of. Like, mm. why would you even say that? He Like, 13 years I was with that guy. Yeah, I don't Never know. Never did anything to me. But I don't so think I'm that like, Amber Heard necessarily has any reason to lie about that either. Well, before, I don't know. before, like before I said, this not, whole thing, I didn't know who Amber Heard was. So I feel enough. like it's kind of a thing to get her name in the media. But either way, and then it was dropped. And then that whole thing was dropped. It was just like, oh, let's just settle the divorce and money and all that other crap. It ended up being about money after that. So, I mean, Hollywood stuff is weird. But I don't think any of that Amber has Heard to do with in, anything. Um, um, quite a few movies, actually. Oh, she was, uh, she was in, um, but would who's you, Mira but would you call association her, to, but would you call her A-list? Okay. I'm looking at, no, I wouldn't call her A-list, but I mean, whatever. Like she was in, um, she was in the Danish girl with, uh, Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> so they've, oh, and she was six in. Six degrees right there. How funny. Um, Less than six degrees. She was in Zombieland. Who is she in Zombieland? Because the two main chicks oh, in Zombieland. She's, she's are... four oh six. She's the she's the girl down the hall that uh that tries to attack him. And he oh oh, him. when he offers her Mountain Dew Code Red, beats her over the head yes. with the back of the toilet yes. or something. Oh wow, her big scene. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Well, I saw it on her thing. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. But she's gonna be in Aquaman and Justice League. She's gonna be in Justice League. Yeah, as who? Her her character's name is Mira. M E R A. They got her to play Mira. Oh, I'm so disappointed. You said you don't even know who she is. So I'm so disappointed. I'm like, why did you get this nobody to play Mira? How no, do I don't know. Ridiculous. You're <laughs> I know. ridiculous. Now, now I'm being ridiculous yeah, on purpose. You are. Okay, <laughs> I'm doing it on purpose right. though. But either way, my whole point is like, who cares about relationship stuff? All that other stuff they're doing. It has nothing to do with how good they are as an actor. And if he's the right person for this role and, you know, she, she obviously has a hand in casting. And if she's okay with him being in there, then I say, then it's fine. I believe in, I put a lot of faith in directors and casting people oh, yeah. because they know what they're doing. This is their job. This is what they do for a living, and if you're terrible at it, then you're not going to have a job. You're not going to have a job. So, I mean, I even I even noticed those names when they go by oh, yeah. in the credits, the um, casting directors. It was really like that kind person, of amazing you know? sitting through the credits of this one and being like, "Oh, I know all these people." From right? They're like the same names, so which it's is great. awesome. Which I wonder how much of the crew came back. Well, I think that the, this was filmed here in in the in the U.S. It actually was not filmed in New York at all. I know was that. Was it filmed? But I don't know if it was filmed in the U.S. or did they go back to the WB like Leavesden Studios in oh, UK? I don't know. That I don't know. Uh, because if 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 there, then I would say I wonder how much of the crew came back because a lot of the crew members worked on a lot of the movies together. Right. They just um, carried over to every single one. Yeah. Type of thing. Harry was uh, Danny Radcliffe on the. Nerdist podcast talks about how a lot of the crew people, um, they start off, um, like in some of the early movies, they were just like assistants to people who were doing stuff. And then by the end, they had their own like 
had come into their own. Like, they were also growing up on the set. Oh, exactly. Just yeah. cool. I mean, over the course of eight movies, like, everyone's going to grow and develop and further their careers. They are. Okay. They are. But, like, I say, it's, it's another one of those things that's just, like, you have to, like, give the person a chance. Everyone was all like, oh, Ben Affleck, Batman. It's I, always... Yeah. Yeah. It's always it was, that kind of apprehensive thing sure when when people get associated with big roles. And Grindelwald is now, like, the next big role for Harry Potter and the young Dumbledore. So that's going to be a big deal, mm-hmm. whoever is casted for that. And I just, like, just let it be. Like, who fine. cares? It'll be fine. Who cares? We like like as as much as people like to follow like gossipy stuff. You don't know. You never know everything unless you're in the room. Yeah. Because who knows? The media tells you one thing, and that person, you know, it's all it's all craziness. It's all the the celebrities are crazy. <laughs> just leave it at that. I mean, there are people just like the rest of us. Exactly. We're all drama. Except for we're not. In, you know, sure. we're not having a uh, cameras on us all the damn nope. time. Um. So J.K. Rowling knows what she's doing. She's been doing this a long time now. Yeah. This, sure. isn't, this isn't like the this first ain't her movie. first rodeo. Yeah, this isn't like the first movie in which she was just like for the first time. You know, you know uh, that for the first couple movies, she like sold the rights to the movies for like a couple million dollars, and then the movies made like a few billion dollars. Jeez. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's mind blowing. <laughs> made lots of money. All right. And, and and I don't know how much it did in the box office this time around. I didn't check. I'm pretty sure it was number we one that weekend. Yeah, for sure. I didn't Obviously. check. Um, I feel like there's so much more Fantastic Beasts we could talk about. Like, forever. Let me tell you. While I was watching the beginning of this movie, for the first, like, ten minutes before I was really, like, in the movie, the entire time I was thinking, Victoria and I could talk about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Um... For sure. I mean, here we are. Here we are. Here it's we been an are. Hour and a half. Talking about everything. Should wrap this up. This doesn't even like count for like theories and what does this lead and lead to. No, or this anything. is just us kind of talking about the movie itself. This is this is the first time we've talked about the movie since the movie came out. Yeah, literally, we can do another episode in which we're going to talk about. Okay, what do you think was going to happen next? <laughs> that might be our next Quibbler episode, maybe. Oh, fun times. Yeah, I yep. haven't decided yet. We'll figure out what we'll do for future weekend editions. But I'm happy we did this. Thank you for joining us for the Quibbler, you guys. Um, like I said, I'm pretty sure this is going to go up on the main podcast feed. So if you guys want more content like this, weekend exclusive um, Patreon editions, you should follow us on Patreon uh, at Harry Potter Minute or HP Minute. I'm pretty sure it's, like I said earlier, I'm pretty sure that it's patreon.com slash HP Minute. Um, you can find us there or you can just search just go to Patreon and search Harry Potter Minute. Like, this will be the only thing that comes up under that. Yeah. Logo. You'll yes. be fine. You'll recognize our logo, be I very trust. Very easy. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie yet, go see it. So join us there. And, yeah, if you haven't listened to the movie, if you haven't watched the movie yet, I'm you listened all the way to the end of this. Uh, it's all ruined for you now. I'm sorry. You should go see the movie. And if you have already seen the movie, go see it again. Yeah. I'm going to go see it again for sure. Maybe I'll drag you. I'll try to drag you with me someday. We'll figure that out. All right. I can't say mischief managed. It's not. I know. And we can't say go nerd that. It's the wrong show. Wrong show. Wrong show. So, uh, I don't know. We have. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We have nothing to say. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> there it is.
Oh, shut up, you. <laughs> the cattle sign us off. Cat- Meow! Mischief managed. Mischief managed. Meow.